Hey, what's up guys? It is Cody Wendt and today we're going to talk about the topic of revival. What is it? How do we get it? And why do we not see more of it today in the church? So first off, revival is this idea that there's going to be this mass outbreaking of salvations. We've seen revivals many of times in history. Um, I'm personally not a big fan of going and just studying the revivals themselves. There's nothing wrong with it, but I would rather just study the scriptures of what Jesus says will bring forth revival and focus on that. So with that being said, though, there have been many, many revivals in the past with, you know, um, the Jesus movement in the 70s or so, and um, many times before that as well. And a lot of people have the question of why aren't we seeing this mass outbreak of salvations today? And first off, I'll say there are mass outbreaks of salvation and revival happening today. If you're one of the people who say that you aren't seeing that, then my question is why aren't you living in a way that would bring forth revival? Revival happens through God's people and his spirit moving too, of course, but revival comes through God's people preaching the word of God with boldness. So the number one reason that we are not seeing revival today in the church is we are not having many pastors preaching the actual biblical word of God with boldness. Romans 1 16 says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation first for the Jew and then the Gentile. Galatians 1 10 says, for am I seeking the approval of man or of God? If I'm seeking to be appraised by men, I cannot be a servant of Christ. And there's far too many pastors out there today that are tickling the ears of their congregation as the letter to Timothy is severely warned against doing. And since there are so many ear ticklers, there are many, many people who are not coming to Christ. And they're even sitting in a pew every single Sunday and they're sitting there as a false convert. So this is a big deal to God. This is a big deal in scripture. Scripture mentions false conversion constantly. And it warns against false teachers and false prophets regularly as well. Preaching the gospel is going to be the thing that is bringing forth this revival. So um, it should be happening regularly on the pulpit on Sunday mornings as well as in the individual's lives. One of my frustrations with the church today is we put all this pressure on a pastor to do all the work of the congregation. The congregation, as each individual has been given the commission, go therefore and preach the gospel to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We are called to do this as Christians. We are called to preach the gospel to every living creature in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the outermost parts of the earth. This is a commission that all Christians have done. It doesn't matter if you are a fivefold evangelist, as it talks about in Ephesians 4.11, but Paul says to Timothy that we are all given the work of the evangelist. We're all to do the work of an evangelist. That's not so for some special person on a pulpit or somebody with a special calling over their life. That is the calling of you as a Christian. So if you want to see a revival, the way that you do it is very simple. You go and you preach the gospel to all nations as Matthew 28 and Mark 16 make very clear that we're already called to do anyways. I assure you, if you start preaching the gospel on a daily basis to the people you see around you and everybody else in your congregation or however many people start doing that, we will see revival break out like crazy. So again, to my initial point, why are you not saying revival? Because you probably aren't living in a way that would bring forth that revival. Again, I'm not saying that's true in everybody's life, but for probably the majority of Christians, that is the case. There's many revivals that are happening currently, as I'd said, across the world. Uh, if you have stuck up with the church in the Middle East, in Iran and stuff, you would know that the church is growing at an exponential rate. If you've heard of the Church of China, many have by this point. The church is growing at an exponential rate. So the church is growing like crazy right now. 
and we just need to hop on board and start doing what they are doing, which is preaching the biblical gospel and discipling people through that. I'll make um, videos on specifically the whole gospel part and how to present the gospel to people as well as the discipleship part of it. But for now, that's what needs to happen. Also understand that revival starts from you knowing what the word of God says. So it's important that we are living right, that we know what the word of God says, and then that we present that word of God to other people. And then the last point that I want to make is if we want to see revival happen, the number one way scripture clarifies that we will see revival happen in our lives is found in John 13, 35. And I bet you aren't going to expect this. John 13, 35 says, for they will know you are my disciples by your love that for one another. And then it goes on to say, and they will know that I am from the father by the way that you love one another. Evangelism is a command. Evangelism is extremely important. Souls will not be one without it. But the number one way that we will see people come to Christ is by the way that the body of Christ loves each other. And we are failing tremendously at this currently as the American church. There's not much other than division currently in debating and arguing over these silly topics. And one of the first questions I always get asked when I meet somebody or somebody quote unquote meets me online is what church do you go to and what denomination are you? Those should not be the first questions that we are asking each other. We should be seeing what unifies us rather than trying to start with one of our first questions to each other by what is the one thing that divides us. We need to stop arguing secondary issues in the church and start focusing on the primary issues that are bringing people to the Lord. And we need to love one another and care for each other and make sure that we are living life like we see in Acts 2 and Acts 4 presented where we are spending day to day with each other breaking hot breaking bread from house to house and that we are learning in the apostles teachings and that we are in one mind and one accord and meeting in houses together and we have all things in common and that we lay our possessions at the feet of the apostles so that they might distribute them to any as they may have a need. This is what the body of Christ was always called to look like and we need to get back to our first love in this and look like Jesus had originally called us to. Christ is coming back for a spotless bride one day and we are not at that point right now and we need to wake up as the church in this hour and start representing Christ and loving the body the way that he's called us to.